Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Let's Argue with Jay Playhard. I'm your host, Jay, and I am just tapping in to talk about the NBA trade deadline and uh, who are the big winners and losers. Um, first of all, we've got the New York Knicks adding Alex Burks and Bohan Bogdanovich uh, to their already very deep lineup. Um, I think this is a great move. They uh, were able to get those two players for Evan Fournier and a few more role players such as Quentin Grimes, Malachi Flynn, and Ryan uh Oh, forgive me for butchering this name, but Arce Diacano, <laughs> uh, two future second rounders and cash considerations. If you're a if you're a Knicks fan, the big takeaway from this is you were able to secure these uh, important role pieces and still keep all of those first round draft picks uh, for a future superstar in the summer. I think the Knicks, uh, by their moves, along with OG and Anubi, have made themselves a conference finalist contender. I'm not ready to call them a championship contender yet because we've got about four or five squads out there that I feel are particularly better. But uh, this is definitely a positive move for the Knicks. Uh, Going into my second uh, winner of the trade deadline, that would be the Dallas Mavericks, uh, wagering their future for their present trying to show Luka Dantich that they are committed to winning. Uh, They make two trades. One was for P.J. Washington. Uh, They send out Seth Curry and Grant Williams, along with a 27 uh, first rounder uh, to the Charlotte Hornets for P.J. Uh, They also acquired Daniel Gafford uh, from the Washington Wizards for Rashawn Holmes and the 2024 first round pick. So Dallas is definitely making a move for this year for Luka and Kyrie. Uh, They need that balance up front. I think the Gafford pickup is huge for them because they definitely had some injuries uh, to their four and five positions. Uh, Number three would be the Thunder, adding Gordon Hayward uh, from the Hornets for Trey Mann, uh, Davis Beerton's 24 and 25 second round picks, cast considerations, along with uh, Vasali Micic. So um, they get an experienced uh, player in Hayward. That would be the Thunder. Uh, they're doing they're doing excellent this year, top four in the West. And I think Hayward's going to help them prepare for the playoffs because we all know young teams tend to struggle in the postseason in the NBA. Uh, number four would be Pat Beverly going to the Milwaukee Bucks uh, from the 76ers. Uh, the Sixers received Cameron Payne and a 27 second round pick for Beverly. I think this is a good pickup for the Bucks as they struggled. Uh, on the back end defensively, we all know what Dame Lillard brings to the table offensively, but we also know he's a liability on the defensive end. So hopefully Pat Beverly can help with some of those defensive schemes for the Bucks and get them ready for the postseason. Uh, the Sixers, uh, they snagged Buddy Heald in a three-way trade. We all know what Heald brings to the table as a shooter. Uh, he's going to space that floor for Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey to do their thing. I think he's going to fit in very, very well. Um, the only questions probably would be on the defensive end because throughout his career, he hasn't been known as a stopper. But with Joel Embiid on that back end helping, uh, that that may mask some of those deficiencies. I did mention that was a three-way trade with the Spurs and the Pacers. Um, the Sixers were able to hold on to uh, the first-round picks that they do have, uh, acquiring healed for basically second-round picks and role players. So Marcus Morris is headed to the Spurs along with the 29th second-round pick and cash considerations. The Pacers are going to receive Doug McDermott, uh, Farcon Karkmaz, 24-29 second-round picks and cash considerations as well. Uh, so not a very expensive price tag for uh, the Sixers on that pickup. Now let's talk about some of the losers here 
Uh, I'm definitely, definitely, definitely going to start with the L.A. Lakers uh, not making any moves despite uh, defensive problems, uh, offensive woes, uh, LeBron pressuring them to uh, make some moves. Uh, I heard DeJounte Murray. I had heard uh, DeMar DeRozan, but ultimately nothing came uh, of of these offseason moves. Uh, We know Rob Palenka is a guy that can that can thread the needle and pull some miracles, but evidently not this season. So uh, the Lakers are searching from within for answers. They have been playing fairly better over the last week, week and a half, but I do not see them as contenders. Uh, Neither do I see the Golden State Warriors as contenders this year, Um, despite being in the luxury tax, despite uh, all of the Draymond stuff, despite Clay declining. Um, the Warriors stand pat. They feel like they have everything they need in the building. I disagree. Andrew Wiggins and Kaval Looney have not played up to their level this year. And it's, it, it's seeming like, uh, the stress of extended seasons and competing year after year is starting to take their toll on the dynasty. Um, I, I personally think this is the time for Golden State to kind of retool before Steph Curry gets fed up. I mean, how long can you go at this pace when you have teams like the Denver Nuggets who have surpassed you as the NBA champions? You've got the war, um, excuse me, the Timberwolves who have uh, Ant-Man and Cat over there and they're just killing it this year. Then young teams like OKC, Sacramento, all at your throat in the West. Uh, You can't forget about the Phoenix Suns either. So if I'm Golden State fan, if if I'm a fan of that team, I'm I'm wondering why we didn't make any moves. Uh, I always felt the Chris Paul move was not the best um, move that they could have made this year. But hey, that's my opinion. Also, when you look back to 2020, that draft, I thought that was a very important draft for the future of Golden State as they had the number two pick. They ended up taking James Wiseman over players like LaMelo Ball, Tyrese Halliburton and Tyrese Maxey. Uh, Maxey and Halliburton are actually all stars this year. Just imagine if they had that firepower on that squad this year for Golden State. I think they would be a uh, championship contender, honestly. Um, I know Jordan Poole played well for a season, but he's gone now and he's not looking like the player in Washington that he was on that championship squad a year, a few years ago. So um, whiffing on draft picks. Uh, now Kaminga, um, they did hit on Kaminga. I think he's going to be a good, good player down the stretch, but um, man, I think Golden State is in a terrible, terrible place right now, and we'll see what the summer brings. Um, the last loser of the NBA trade deadline has to be the Chicago Bulls. Like, what is the plan over there? What are they doing? What What is the goal? Um, it seems like their uh, GM or lead decision maker feels like he has the squad to compete. But right now, the Bulls are... Three games under 500 at the time of this recording, barely hanging on in the play-in race, not the playoff race, the play-in race. They are barely hanging on to the number nine seed in the playoff race with teams like Atlanta. So that should let you know how bad it's been. I understand they've had some injuries. They really haven't had their entire squad play together uh, for an extended period of time. But I mean, how long can you go with the same group? DeMar DeRozan is not getting any younger, I think. Trading him to a contender uh, for draft picks is the way to go. Um, Kobe White has developed this year. He he looks really, really good. Um, but is he 
the future? Is he the franchise? You know, I, I just I don't know. I can't answer that question for you Chicago fans out there, but I thought they should have made some moves to ensure that they have a future, man, because I don't think that squad is going anywhere presently constructed. Now, moving on to the Super Bowl. You know, I got a couple notes about the Super Bowl betting odds today. You know, Patrick Mahomes, I'm betting heavy with Patrick, y'all. I'm betting with Patty. I never, ever bet against Patty except for the AFC Championship game, and he he put egg on my face there. You know what I'm saying? So um, I'm going with Patty Mahomes. I'm betting with him to win. I am also taking those two points uh, on the Hard Rock Live app. You can join me on that app if you haven't already. Uh, but I am also taking those two and a half points. Uh, also, I'm going um, Isaiah Pacheco for over 67 and a half yards in this game. I think it's going to be an Isaiah Pacheco, an offensive line type of game. Uh, San Francisco, while they do pressure the quarterback extremely well, they haven't tackled well against the run. So I'm thinking Isaiah Pacheco could go over 67 yards there. I'm going to go Brock Purdy under 248 and a half yards um, simply because I think that Kansas City defense is a lot better than anyone has given it credit for the entire year. When the offense was trying to figure themselves out, when the wide receivers were dropping the ball, the defense was balling out. All year long, Uh, Chris Jones, he said it might be his last game, so he might go out there and kill it, play hard. I think LeJarius Sneed is the best cover corner in the NFL right now. Not named Jalen Ramsey, (laughs) but LeJarius Sneed is legit. Uh, And I think he's going to give Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel all they can handle in that Super Bowl game. So I'm going Brock Purdy under 248 and a half. Now, on the flip side of that, Mr. Mahomes, I think he's going to go under 261 and a half because I think Kansas City is going to come out and run the ball and they're going to do the quick passing game. Now, um, does that mean he's going to have a bad game? No, it doesn't. I think he's going to be efficient. I think he's going to get rid of that ball quickly and make the plays on third down that they need to. That leads me to my um, last parlay pick, and that's going to be the Chiefs, excuse me, Patrick Mahomes, over one and a half touchdowns. I think he's going to go throw two touchdowns. You know, uh, they love to throw the ball to Kelsey in the red zone. Rasheed Rice is emerging. So I feel comfortable uh, with this six game parlay. Um, you know, so you can you can join you can join me on the Hard Rock Live app if you if you like or you can uh, make those bets on whatever app you enjoy. Uh, full disclaimer, I am not an expert. This is not financial advice. I am just a fan who watches a lot of football. Uh, you know, so that those are my bets for the uh, upcoming Super Bowl game. I just wanted to kind of tap in with you guys and, and talk about the NBA and talk about the Super Bowl. And uh, I'm not going to hold you long, man. You know, these things are pretty quick. So you have a great day. And uh, this is Let's Argue with Jay Play Hard. And just a reminder about uh, the Jay Play Hard Facebook page. You can find me at jay play hard on Facebook. Uh, That is not a page. It's my actual um, personal page. So you can go there and find me and ask me questions about uh, what's going on in the sports world. We're also everywhere that you consume your podcast, such as Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and Samsung Podcasts. So uh, thank you all for the support and uh, we'll see you soon.